0: This podcast is presented by the Canadian Wrestling Network. One Nation, One Network. Canuck Proud.
1: All right, all right. So we're back for another episode of the Boys and Belt Show. We've got Vince and we've got Nick. No, I'm kidding. We've got Scott. We've got a guest tonight, Um, mixing up a little, uh, unforeseen circumstances, Nick cannot be with us tonight, don't know what's going on, we're going to leave what's happening with him to him, but uh, we love you, buddy, and we hope whatever you're going through at this time, you're getting through okay, and uh, hopefully have you back soon, but uh, for now, what are we talking about tonight, Vince? Well, there's been
2: a big change in the NWA, if you guys haven't heard. Uh, Aldis finally, uh, well, he didn't give it up. He, he lost to Murdoch. Who saw that coming? Because uh, I sure as hell didn't.
1: No, uh, I, I certainly didn't. I know uh, Scott was elaborating on this uh, a little bit earlier. It was, uh, what was it, 1,000 days?
0: Yeah, it was over 1,000 days, I think, at that point. Because I think it was October 21st, 2018 that Aldous beat Cody for the title. Yeah.
1: So we're, we're we're getting on to Bruno San Martino time here. We got to, what was that 3 years give or take in around. That's a long time to be a champion, especially when you're like what a co-promoter of the brand. He's like uh, he's pretty up there in them.
2: Well, I I think I think it's a win-win when you think about it cuz in, in my opinion like n- not to put anything down about all this. He's a phenomenal wrestler, great performer, but this whole him being the champion for almost three years now is kind of getting a little stale and it didn't make me really want to watch him and mind you 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 already know my opinion about the nwa at the moment it's not really doing anything for me so the fact that they can switch it up a bit and i I think i think he was uh, i think murdoch was actually the united states uh champion not too long ago um i don't know when he lost that belt um but, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm curious to see where this goes for him. He's been in this business for a long time. And I'm even more curious to see where, what
1: happens with all this now. No, and, I mean, maybe this is going to be what we talked about in past episodes where we're going to see a little bit more intertwined, uh, interpromotional mingling between brands here. We're going to get AEW maybe mixed in now with the NWA. Uh, Scott, what do you what do you think about this?
0: Oh, I definitely agree because, uh, what was it? the uh, The show before within power you had Layla Hirsch versus um what was it Camila back like there champion yeah. so that's why like yeah, Kamala, you have that yeah. interpromotional already and then now that you have all this dropping the belt he could go anywhere or you can even have Murdoch either defended against someone that you think could be pretty like new like, new and up and coming to kind of get their like feet in the door too yeah because that's uh because
1: that's a big thing with uh these big title changes and I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. We, we touched on uh, a little bit about it just before the, we started recording the pod tonight. But uh, how do you guys feel about title reigns in terms of fresh faces, long title reigns? Because we were just uh, briefly mentioning it. You know, a thousand days for a title reign. That's, in, in now times, that's obscenely long. Almost too long. Yeah, it,
2: it's a little excessive for me. Like you know, when AJ, for example, was a WWE champion. I think he was the, the WWE champion for almost a, uh, almost a year, if not a little over a year. And it, it wasn't really doing it for me. AJ is again a, another phenomenal talent, but I like to see a little bit more, um, a little bit more title shots, a little bit more um, interaction with the champion. And honestly, yeah, like uh, the, the switching of the belt from time to time uh, just makes it a little bit more. Consistent, a little bit more fresh. I, I kinda lose interest in champions when they've been champions for that long and that that does sound a little bit of a contradiction, but that's just how I feel about that.
1: Okay. But uh, bearing in mind, maybe uh, we'll get Scott's input on this one. Feel free to jump in at any time too. I know you're uh, kind of new to this and we're kinda throwing you into the firing pan here, but uh, you know, it's the boys and belt show. Just gotta have a have a little bit of fun here. But um so we got Vince's take on it. So, but now think about this in, a, in another sense. We've got Bobby Lashley reigning defending WWE champion for quite a bit of time so far. I think it's been, I, I don't want to say almost a year. It hasn't been a year, but it's it's been a fair bit. And then you got R-Truth, who hasn't been on TV, but he's been a, what, 48, 49 time? Doesn't count. Time, 20, Doesn't count. Seven Doesn't count. <laughs> so you go from really long to really short and we talked about this before where it's saying, you know, you want to see good title reigns, but when is, it, when is enough enough?
0: I think the biggest thing is depending on who you have to challenge for the title. Like if you have enough talent in that business and you have enough people like vying for it and you can actually win using different means, I think it's good. Like I think for Roman Reigns, he's been champion for a year today, I believe, or a year yesterday.
1: It was uh, a year it, on the 29th, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so with him, like at least earlier on, it was a little bit better like he won kind of by like skin of his own teeth paul hayman did a big job now he's starting to kind of beat guys on his own but like even kenny omega like a lot of his is cheating slash getting the upper hand so i think as long as you have the talent to go up against them and there's always that potential of oh this guy could win against him then i think i don't mind if it's a long title but if it's kind of the same old same old or it's taken months and months to defend a title that's when i start to think like okay let's switch it up
2: well well What's what's both of your opinions on this? Uh, I'm curious. How do you feel about those surprise champions? Like, like let's say any Becky like Lynch. Well, no, <laughs> no. I, I have my opinion about that, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. Um, no, I'm saying like, what happens when these promotions throw you those curveballs, and you're like, like champion, like people who you didn't think were going to be champions end up being the champions. I know one of Matt's favorite champions of all time was Jinder Mahal when he beat Randy Orton. Um, like that was a curveball. I didn't see that coming. No, I don't think anyone saw that. But it, if anything, it added a little bit of like a little bit of flair to, to the, to WWE at that time. It's like, I didn't see this coming. Let's see where this go. Granted, it wasn't maybe the greatest title reign, but it's, it switches it up. Like you're always going to think, oh, who's going to win the WWE champion, uh, championship. Oh, okay. It's, it's definitely either AJ Styles or a Roman Reigns or maybe a Kofi Kingston, or a seth rollins so you it's kind of predictable at that point i like when they throw these curveballs i don't know how you guys feel about that
1: okay but uh, a curveball a curveball can be a good thing but um it, it depends on how they on how they do it because then again you can go back to the the latest curveball at least from a wwe standpoint with uh nikki ash i mean i, I don't know about you guys but i, I didn't see her walking around away with the title especially not after SummerSlam. Uh, I was
0: surprised in the, like to begin with. I think when I saw yeah. her change gimmicks, I did not think she was going to be title like championship material. But hey, sometimes it's nice. And even going back to like AEW, even when uh, Christian beat yeah. Kenny for like the and, Impact and that was... Champion, that was a good like curveball. Like Christian's great, but you d- you didn't assume that Kenny would drop the title like any of the belts this quickly,
1: right? Yeah, no, and it's one of those things. And then now that being said too, even with uh, with Christian and. Going back to the main focus of this with the the NWA title uh, changing hands, do we want to see another lengthy run? Like, Do we realistically see Trevor Murdoch maybe with cross-promotion, championship title feuds, or even just in general holding it through the NWA? Do we want to see another three-year run?
2: I mean... The, the only way you're making NWA interesting to me at the moment is doing cross-promotions. Otherwise, I, I'm not really tuning into, uh, into it. I get the history behind it. I respect the history behind it, but there's, it's really it's not doing much for me. If you do some cr- kind of cross-promotion, absolutely. That's going to be intriguing, but otherwise, it's not really doing it for me.
0: Okay. No, no, for sure. Even like if you look at any of the headlines from NWA 73, like it's mostly just Ric Flair coming back, right? Yeah, like you sure yeah. you have Trevor Murdoch? Like it was a career versus title match, he wins it after, this had what the title for over a thousand days. But most of the stories are about how Flair came out, even after he won to kind of like promote it.
2: Isn't that kind of crazy though? Isn't that almost like? Disres- like borderline disrespectful. It's like Murdoch did all of this, and he he he's come so far to win the title, and then Rick Flair comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Rick Flair back on NWA." It's like ah, you kind of just stole his uh, his spotlight there. It's the nature.
1: I oh, yeah. mean, are you surprised?
0: At least the one thing was he did put over Murdoch though. Yeah, it wasn't like he came out to steal his thunder. He actually did like put him over. Murdoch's family came in the ring. They had, at least they had a kind of a feel good moment, and they even talked about how like. He wants to be as good as Harley Race, but at the same time, like, I get it. You're overshadowed by someone who is that much better.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe this is just a kind of sour grapes moment, you know, because it's, it's a huge moment for Murdoch. Yes, they had their, their little shining bit. Like you said, they had the family come in the ring. Uh, Flair kind of shot him a uh, little bit of a rub here. But, I mean, do you think they could have – maybe? because, I mean – at the end of the day we know wrestling is predetermined do you think they should have scheduled this at another time maybe at a future date maybe hey we know flair's coming back or was this just even just prime booking because they they know they thought hey rick flair's coming back let's get people watching then they can see this amazing title change as
0: well i mean i feel like i'd agree with you on that
1: yeah it, it makes sense but like it's again it's it's better sweet to uh, on another hand as well just for Murdoch's sake if anything yeah and uh honestly I think
2: if Ric flair is going to be in the picture for anything it's better he does it sooner than later like and no disrespect to Ric flair but he's up there in age yeah. he's his it, it, Majority of his lifetime, his body has taken a beating. So I think if he can just be out there, even for any just promotional sake, just let him do it now. Nowhere down the line. Just let him kind of ease into like like television yeah, retirement. I
1: mean, hey, <laughs> I mean, hey, we talked about it previously. Everyone's got a bump card, and you're going to fill it eventually. The guy's uh, it's a ticking time bomb for any wrestler. But for someone who's new and upcoming and not even really new and really not all that upcoming because he's been around Adam Cole is he officially gone from NXT what are you you guys feelings on this because I'm seeing I'm seeing some mixed mixed signals out there in uh in social media world
0: um I honestly it's kind of in that in between phase right now where like I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to WWE wouldn't be surprised if he goes like to AEW because of the fact that he's dating Britt Baker and he's friends with Young Bucks but Part of me thinks that he's going to go to AW. I think he sees the future and sees the fact that WWE is trying to transition themselves away from the smaller, over 20-plus years old guys. And he's thinking, like, okay, I'll be more protected and more, I guess, he could do what he wants, especially with the potential of the Forbidden Door, uh, being able to wrestle kind of anywhere he would really want. I see him being used better if he goes to AW. So I think that's what he's going to think.
1: Okay. Vince? Yeah,
0: Vince?
2: I mean, I think he he did amazing work in NXT. Mind you, he did amazing work when he was in, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure he was in Ring of Honor and he did great there. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he would do amazing. But, okay, boys, this is, this is my opinion. Too many people are going over to AEW. You need to settle <laughs> the talent. It's going to be crazy. If I was one of those guys who was there from the beginning, I would be pissed off. I'd be like like to the Khan family like I get it. You guys have a lot of money. You can hire all these guys and give them the money they're asking for. But like now, the next time you're gonna see me on air, it's probably during a dark show or or, or, or like maybe in three months. Like I get it. You're throwing it in like the like the super friends of wrestling on on this show. But my God, like <laughs> and I get it. Like WWE is a little bit of a trash bag right now, but. Uh, and, uh, God, he he wouldn't. No, I don't want him on Impact because that's garbage. I don't want him at NDBA because that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I I don't even know what the hell is going on. Is Ring of Honor even still a thing? I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're still, still a thing. Thing.
2: okay, but would he would he do well there? Probably. Like literally, the only thing that makes sense is
1: AEW. But well, I mean, that was kind of a homegrown talent back then with Adam Cole through uh, Ring of Honor because I think that was when he was really making a name for himself. Was when he was there. Uh, well, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I believe he was their uh, he was their world champion at the same time Kevin Owens was having his uh, universal title run. So yep. that was some number of years ago. But you gotta keep in mind Adam Cole really isn't that much in difference of uh age as you or I. I think he's only maybe a year or two older. Yeah.
2: Honestly, like so he still has a great career ahead of him. Uh, I don't know where he's gonna go. I, I don't if he's on the main roster, that's where his career is gonna go to die. But see,
1: now that being said, now, you guys are well aware that they have AEW Dark, AEW Dark Elevation. They've got AEW Dynamite. They've got uh, AEW Rampage now. With all these different, um, I guess, shows that they're offering from AEW as a whole collective, do we not think that eventually one of these shows is going to go on a little longer? Maybe Rampage extends itself an hour? Because, I mean, at that point, then we're really looking at the same as like a Raw or SmackDown and NXT. I mean, on paper, they've already got more shows than WWE uh, television does at this point. Yeah, the, the streaming and the, the watchability of it is, it differs from show to show, but I mean, the effort's still there and you're still seeing a lot of really great talent.
0: No, I get so that. We... I, think, I think I like the, f- I like the fact currently even though there are four different shows i like the fact that rampage is an hour it doesn't feel like it's that two three hour mark where i'm kind of getting Mm -hmm. checked out by the end whereas like dynamite's constant two hours of action feels good like obviously if they continue that route and getting like other guys that are starting to get released or other free agent guys into the business they'll have to to even justify bringing them in but for now i agree with what vince was saying i don't see all these spots being open. It seems like Dynamite's already, like, rushed as it is. With certain matches, guys don't even get an entrance. So you can't add a few more guys into the business and have segments without cutting homegrown talent. And I'm sure there are people that are probably starting to take a session to it.
1: Oh, yeah. And and I don't doubt that. But then again, I, again, this just goes back to, like, what uh, I said, and I don't, I don't disagree with either one of you there, but do we see one of the brands maybe getting that extension? And seeing if they can push it like uh, like Dynamite does with that straight two hours. Because I, I do agree. When you got Monday Night Raw, as we all know, the three-hour show, at first it was kind of fun. Because we're thinking, wow, you can pack in a lot of action. You can make it really good. But then you get guys who get a little lost in it all. You know, for example, last couple of weeks we've been seeing guys come out like and Cross on Monday Night Raw. And I don't know what's happening with this character I don't know where it's going, but they're they're butchering the poor guy. Yeah, I've never liked him uh, from his NXT days. Uh, I didn't watch him too much in the Indies, so I didn't really know all that much about him. But the poor guy's getting buried on national television every week. I mean, he's going over, but whatever this gimmick he has is not working. And see, that's the other thing with what I'm worried about. What's uh, if Adam Cole were to remain with WWE? is do we see him being put into one of those really questionable roles? Or do we actually see him going back to having that big pop that he had you know, years ago before Survivor Series when he came out on SmackDown against Daniel Bryan for a quick uh, sort of main event match for the NXT title? He had a hell of a pop. But are, are they going to be able to continue that role if he were to stay? Because I think in AEW, because we're so expectant to see him move there, I think that's going to transition over. Well, I don't know
2: if you guys think the same as me here, but I feel like if if WWE smartened up, they'd realize that they can't do anything right now to change any of their current popular talent, like in in a sense of their character, their persona, um, because they're on such a thin line right now when it comes to their popularity that they're losing a lot of interest. So they know. If I make Kevin Owens go in this direction, or if I make Adam Cole go in that direction, or if I make Seth Rollins go in this that direction, even though I've already lost it with Seth Rollins, that they're they're losing all of their appeal, and it, it, it uh, well. I'm I'm saying if they were logical and if they had a smart you to say
1: you don't want to see John Cena come back for his sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth title run.
2: Listen, Nick's not here, so I can talk. About, <laughs> I can talk shit about John Cena all I want. I'm 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 tired of it. I'm tired of the 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 poster boy of the WWE PG area uh, era. I loved Attitude Era John Cena. Other than that, I can care less. Uh, he's done a lot of great things for the business. He's a lot of done a lot of great charities. No disrespect to him as a person, but stay the hell out of the ring. Just try to be the next rock on in uh, in the movies. Good luck to you. Um, but my last point on this, guys, uh, as we were talking about this, I'm thinking with regard with regards to AEW. Do you think those guys are kind of doing their res- uh, research uh, historically? I mean, like, do you think that they're kind of comparing themselves to when WCW was going at it with uh, WWE, and they're trying to see what what the the do's and the do nots and trying to compare themselves to so like, let's say how we're doing it right now. And we're going to go into war against WWE. That's not, that's not a question that that's happening at the moment. But do you think that they're acknowledging what happened in the past with WCW to prevent what happened with WCW? Cause that was a train wreck right towards the end.
0: I'd, I'd honestly, I'd hope so though. Like you have to like, you're doomed. If you don't understand history, you're doomed to repeat it. Right. And a lot of those guys, whether it's Cody with his dad being in that business, especially with WCW, I think they know, especially when it got to the point where a lot of wrestlers had creative control and it kind of went downhill and all of a sudden everyone's in the NWO and then there's no actual like storylines happening. It's just them running the show for the whole two hours plus, three hours when it got later on. Yep. I think they have to realize that they have to keep it to whatever is like, working for them now and then evolving as wrestling progresses. And I think right now they're pretty good with it. They're understanding what's working for certain guys, what's not working for certain guys. And they're using them relatively properly right now. But as more people come in, right, it's going to be tough to be able to fill those gaps with everybody. Like everyone sees a big name guy as that big name guy. But if they don't necessarily do that in AEW right away, some of the fans might think that they're being used wrong. And that might be an issue if they try to correct that. So I think that'll be tough to be able to manage everybody respectfully, and try to make sure that their brand is still on top and not divulge to just madness like what WWE did. Because I, th-
1: yeah. I think... Because that's, that's where we... Not to interrupt you on that one, Vince, but that's where we kind of had the issues before. Therein lies with uh, Andrade El Idolo. Uh, you look into it, and I mean, the guy does have, to some extent, creative control. Not fully, but he does have a little bit. And I mean, in that case, doesn't it make you a little bit nervous that we're going to kind of have too many guys coming in going... Oh, well, he has it, why can't I? And then that's where it could snowball into that WCW, well, I don't want to do it, so it's not going to happen thing, and, and then we piss away six months of storyline.
2: My whole thing is that I, as much as I respect Triple H, especially from what he's done with NXT, I think he genuinely believes that there's no way in hell the WWE is going to go under, and there's no way in hell another company will ever beat them. And his ignorance... Might just cost him this war, because God knows Vince McMahon's out to lunch. No, I, I, at this point Stephanie's the has the cojones in the family.
1: And well, I mean, how bad how about to lunch could he be? I don't know if you've got noticed, but uh, uh, NXT brought on uh, a new group of people to the from the Performance Center today, or it might have been yesterday. But uh, a brand new fleet of uh, wrestlers are moving on into NXT. Why do I feel like you're about to say something terrible? Who? Oh no, no! I have no idea who they oh. are, but I just—I I can't wait to see the release papers in about a month.
0: Yeah, well, I, I know. I know a lot of the release things too. I think some of the bigger name people that got released—I think it was even news to Triple H. I think he found out about that as they got released. I heard so that about, goes about to that show too. So whatever's happening internally, yeah, clearly isn't the same vision between Vince McMahon and Triple H. Well, that was
1: one. Well, look at, look, look at one of the biggest releases from—I uh, guess the, one of the previous blacklist uh, days was uh bronson reed uh poor guy was uh nxt north american uh champion for what maybe a week or two maybe three maybe i'm misunderstanding how long he was champion but the guy had it he was at the top of the mountain and then boom lost it like like it was nothing and then two weeks later he wrestles on a tuesday we see it on tv he's released wednesday yeah didn't that also
2: happen to that scrawny dude that, that scrawny dude who the belt couldn't even... I forgot his name. Uh, oh, Leon Ruff.
1: Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, but that's his thing. And, and that just goes to the disconnection of, uh, I guess, Vince McMahon to um, Triple H. But, again, we've seen this before. And, again, back to the whole main focal point here. Would this encourage Adam Cole to go, Hey, maybe main roster will do me one better? Do you guys think Adam Cole will be... If he does hit main roster... Do you realistically see him anything more than a United States or Intercontinental champion? Not to shit on either one of those in all you know fairness here. But I mean, we'd, I know the fans would want to see more. I want to see more. But do we realistically see it happening?
2: You know what I see? I see a Bobby Root. I see a Alistair Black. I see uh, an Andrade. I see just a waste of great talent. So I don't want to... Yeah. Either you stick to NXT Sammy or Zane. go somewhere else.
1: <laughs> oh my God!
2: Or yeah. Sami Zayn, one of the one of the biggest disrespects in the history of wrestling. Oh my goodness! Yeah. What are you even doing? What are you doing with a talent like that?
0: Well, don't even forget Samoa Joe before his injury too. Samoa I mean, Roster, Joe he had nothing. He had that Wendy storyline with AJ Styles and then went nowhere. Oh my yeah. God! Another one. I
1: mean, even even in that, I remember that storyline and that that was hot. That was hot for a little while. People were love. it. I dug it. You know, Joe made a really pointful, really violent heel. He was tapping out people left and right. He was going after AJ's throat, and it just dissolved. And we didn't get anything. That's, I think that's the one thing that I know, Vince, that you like to come back to. And uh, it, it's fair. WWE does a lot of buildup, and it all leads to nowhere. I mean, what? What, what is the last big one we had with... Uh, formerly known Alistair Black, he was gone for what? Two, three, four, five, six months? Came back, had Big E drop his title uh, due to, you know, I guess interference. Paulo Cruz picked up the win, retained, and then he's released the week after. I don't know if you saw that, Scott, but I mean, the payoff was non-existent. And then what for? You took the guy's eye away and then you just dropped him
0: yeah he I know I know he even spoke about it afterwards when he got released saying that like he had come up with his character the whole like six seven months that he was off Talked to them they never gave him any insight of like oh we're gonna release you we're like they were super high on him apparently and then all that stuff happened so I think if Adam Cole ever were to stay with WWE I hope he has like a good negotiation to the point where like he can somewhat not guarantee his future but at least figure out like where he stands in the company or at least has some little bit of creative control or something to help him because I definitely see him going the route of the same... like the wrestlers that we were just talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I could see him coming up. He'd have a big focus, a big, uh, you know, I guess main event scene for a month and then he'd dissolve. We'd see him on main event and then he might be back and he'd be in a intercontinental picture and then that'd probably be the ceiling for him. Like... And I think anyone who knows, and yeah. who's seen his work in NXT, anyone who's seen his work, you know, in the Bullet Club or through Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, we know he's capable of so much more, and I think he can hit those heights in AEW. But again, I know the the issues there, and what you both see, and maybe it'd be too much. Maybe it's not the right time. I guess time will tell.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, before we go into the next topic, which is going to be AEW, like really. The main roster is not the place to go. Honestly, the last time I got excited about anything WWE-related was Royal Rumble 2020 seeing Edge come back. That was literally the <laughs> last time I got excited for anything of the WWE product.
1: That, that was a huge pop. But, here, okay, so let's go back to just just to piggyback one more time on uh, with the Adam Cole bit, as well as uh, we're going to have to touch on NXT because they've got something new and fantastic. Um the last two guys I think that really hit it off on the main roster we had that were champions previously in NXT, and this could be the route of Adam Cole if he does stay with the company, we had Damian Priest and Keith Lee. Now, Keith Lee's been off TV for a little bit, as you're both well aware, as anyone who listens to this or watches the program knows he's been off air. But Damian Priest has been doing really well, exceedingly well, as, w- as well as Riddle, really. He- he's kind of in that... Uh, in that same picture as well. I do have said it from the beginning. Three,
2: I've said it from the beginning. I know you uh, I know you and Nick had your own opinion about yeah. him. I have always said that Damian Priest is the next big thing. I loved him in NXT. He was different. Um and him coming to the main roster, it, it, it he he okay, he yeah, you know what? I I take back what I said about Edge being that, I, that was really the last big big pop from the WWE, but Damian Priest is definitely would be the the, one of the only guys there to kind of hold me on guys like riddle too because like he's so he's so different that it's it's very entertaining like i get it he's with randy right now which randy is just a superstar in his own right but like guys like that damian priest like freaking riddle like that's what keeps me going none of this the gimmicky
1: crap how do you feel about that one scott
0: um. Uh, well, if we're talking about Damian Priest, for example, I never really got him all that much. He looks cool. I don't. am not really wowed by his like in-ring ability to an extent. Like he has some really good moves, some good moments. But for me, it's kind of like I think he just fell by like fell by the wayside. I never really gave him much thought. But the more I watch of him, the more I see that potential in him. Like what like what Vince was saying. But yeah, it's tough to get someone. I think because there's been so many transitions from NXT to the main roster. That have like floundered, that have flopped, like even guys like Neville slash like Pack, same stuff. Like guys that seem like they can't miss, and then all of a sudden it happens. I think anybody that gets called up is that initial like you just get worried at first because you don't see what's going to happen until it happens. So guys like Riddle, guys like Damian Priest, it was nice to see that, and it helps and it moves forward with them because they have some new, relatively younger talent. I know both of them are in their late thirties, but. It's still kind of nice to see those kind of transitions to the main roster.
1: No, and it was. And I mean, uh, as we touched on in previous episodes of the pod, I, to to your point, uh, I'll agree with you that I never saw the appeal in Damian Priest until he hit main roster. And when he was doing that stuff with Bad Bunny for WrestleMania, when he had his uh, the title pictures that he's currently doing now after having the bouts with Sheamus, now he's got my attention. Now I'm seeing that... Big match appeal. And, uh, I mean, Riddle was there as well. Currently tag team champion. I mean, I could see him as a, as a heavy hitter in the future. I can see him mixing into those, uh, you know, universal title reigns, WWE title reigns. Maybe not right now while Bobby's champion, because he is a dominant champion, and rightfully so. But definitely in the future, I can see that. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but even Damian Priest mixing it up in a... WWE World Heavyweight Title uh, picture. I could see it. I could see it too. Soon. Not 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 you know not yet. But no soon. no no no. He he needs some time. He needs to. <laughs> yeah. Got a couple couple more belts on or uh, matches under his belt.
0: Yeah, he's got. He has still like he still got to be champ for a little bit longer. Like, kind of yeah. get positioned properly there, then he can move back up. I need to. Yeah, I need to, to see Cesaro as to... the
2: champ before I die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't hold your breath on that one. But uh, a guy could dream now. <laughs> Speaking on NXT, we saw it. we saw the logo. One could say it looks fabulous. What do you think it's uh, where do you think it's going with this? Because i I have no idea. Yeah, Scotty Tuhati you're taking the lead on this one.
0: Oh, I'm looking at the picture right now, and it just looks like a Nickelodeon like kids show logo. <laughs> and I have no clue where it's even starting.
1: I think that was one of my favorite bits from seeing it online. Was one of the? It was actually one of the first times I saw it. Was in sort of a like a, a makeshift meme. It was uh, It was one of those uh, you're watching Disney Channel type buildups, and it was uh, i I'm, I'm Triple H, and you're watching NXT. Dude, <laughs> I, think I saw
0: that it. same one, and I thought it was a joke. Like I thought it was just somebody made that up as a joke because of how NXT is gonna go, and then I saw a story like I think the day after, I'm like, oh, that was real
2: man i saw one guy like this guy took the cake for me he was like saying that i thought wwe do, was doing a cross promotion with fruit roll up and
1: <laughs> i'm like i can't unsee it now this looks like like the cover or a box of fruit roll up and it's and it's so strange because you, you never think about this too much with um with wrestling promotions you're like wow well, a logo is a logo who cares but now i'm seeing the nxt logo and i'm going maybe it does matter maybe
2: <laughs> well, what was your opinion about the wwe logo changing like kind of uh remember when the new belt was introduced or when uh when uh the well, rock beat CM punk
1: they, yeah well that was when they they had the whole uh well it wasn't in that era but it was when they had get the f out you know so they were transitioning over to from wwf to wwe no 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 no, no that, they, that
2: was that, that was way before
1: that was way before but i'm saying like when they dropped the f you still have the big two w's but there's no e on it and that kind of always threw me off. I almost wish they just added an extra check on the bottom and just made it a, a you know, made it an e. Maybe that's just me. I'm just trying to make it as, you know, readable as <laughs> but possible. But the old was logo a, was
2: a little bit more aggressive and then they went to the complete straight lines
1: which was kind of which, which I do like that because on a championship belt, it looks crisp, it looks clean. I think it looks a little more prestigious, no? There's
2: nothing prestigious about that belt when the there's four is, belts that I... look identical.
0: I didn't like the change initially and the biggest thing is kind of what's been said like, when he was talking about the whole CM Punk thing. I hated the fact that there's a guy like that that's been champ for over a year at this point and he never thought to change the belt from the spinner belt. That part still mm. pisses me off to this day. I'm like, he should have been the guy to rebrand it as that newer title that ended up happening, not The Rock or not anybody but, else but afterwards. Think about,
1: but, I agree with, with you, yeah, Scott. Which, which, that makes a lot of sense, actually, now that you think about it. I've never put too much thought into it. But then, how little thought... Do you think was put into it when we initially had The Rock drop that new belt? Because it wasn't a spinner, it was the flat panel belt, but it was still the shaky written in pen WW. I hate that. I mean that, that didn't belt. make any sense. I hate that. And it was it was it was like that for maybe a month or two.
2: Well, look you know? at not even just looking into the WWE as a promotion and their belts, look at belts throughout other promotions. It's not just the logo. It's literally like a globe, an eagle, an animal, like some kind of crests. This was just like w w e It's like man, I we well, get it, you're the face of we, the company, but like come on,
1: well, that's where we fell in love with the uh the big uh double winged eagle, right, the big eagle belts. yeah, I
0: love that belt. I love that, that belt.
1: they looked like a championship belt. I'm sure Scott agrees,
0: oh yeah, that's one of my favorite ones by far. well, even look at <laughs> the u k belt uh, pink. Well, it was even like uh, when when New Japan when they changed up their belts recently, like it doesn't look as good. It's too. It's similar to the WWE style where it's like, yeah, minimalistic, not as nice. Seems like it's easier just to like replicate for toys or for like merchandise. That looks like that looks like a Power Rangers utility belt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And see, that's what I fell in love with the New Japan belt, especially was, you know, uh, it had such detail. It looked so crisp. It had the different panels, the different sections. It was layered and to to what Vince was saying it wasn't just a big ww or it wasn't just a big njpw you know it's a, it, it was different and uh we're we're seeing that kind of transition across cuz I, I think AEW's belt was very heavily influenced from like the new japan belt uh at least i think so I no i agree yeah um, but uh but then we go back to NXT do we see this changing their logo um on the belt are we gonna see a colorful belt now? Because I don't think I've ever seen that before. We went from the big, you know, bootstrap looking like duct tape, uh, <laughs> kind of here you go belt, to the Bobby Roode glorious belt, and now are we gonna have the fruit roll up belt? Is is it gonna squeeze out different flavors as you walk towards the ring? Is what are we? You know, what's gonna happen here? Well, if WWE Do, had get slime it, the way they want it, that's how you yeah. win the title. You know. Maybe we're going to have some green slime drop on the ring, and that's how we're going to transition new <laughs> championships.
0: <laughs> yeah, Instead of a green mist to the face, it's just slime, trip them up, roll them up. A... To three.
2: Bring back Tajiri.
1: Listen, whoever's listening to this, on that, <laughs> let's make a petition. Bring, bring back Tajiri. Bring, to Is it bring the back Je- Asuka. She's been off of TV for way too long as well. Oh, my no, God. I'd... I actually forgot about Asuka. Holy yeah,
0: crap. I forgot about two. I'd be down for Tajiri, though. Have William Regal still there, too? Their antics from oh like, the oh early 2000s.
1: What a terrible tag team. Or
0: bring back Funaki. That's all I want to see. Oh,
1: God. Uh, for those of you new listeners out there, for those of you unaware, maybe like Scott here, uh, Vince has the biggest hard-on I've ever seen for Funaki. And it, it kills me every time because without fail, WWE programming will have their pay-per-view on TV and Funaki will come across the screen for all but a second. And I will get a text message with <laughs> a picture of Funaki and a, and a bunch of capital exclamation points and letters, and he's just losing his mind. He's losing his mind right now. It's so true. Every,
2: every pay-per-view I watch, and I see Funaki match the first person I text. But you have a hard-on for Jimmy Wang Yang, so you, you're no you're in no position to talk.
1: Who doesn't want to see, see the Oriental Cowboy? Come on. <laughs> it's oh. fantastic. He's got a party bus. Oh, it's too. so true. He actually does have <laughs> a party bus. <laughs> hey, I think he's doing pretty well for himself. But, um, okay, so I don't think any of us are blown away with this new NXT logo. Uh, if you guys think differently, hit us up at the Boys and Belts show at, on Instagram, Twitter. Let, let us know what you guys think. You know, Tell us it's awful. Tell us it's great. Tell us why. I'm interested. I want to hear it. So now let's get to the main event of the episode here. We're talking AEW predictions. And we're looking into All Out more specifically. That's going to be this upcoming September 5th. Are you guys hyped? You guys going to watch it? I hope so.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, even (laughs) just like, if you go scroll through the card. I mean, first of all, for CM Punk alone. But second of all, for like, I don't even know how many matches are on that card. I think all of them more or less except for one of them should be a good match
1: (laughs) and and we're gonna find out uh, which (laughs) match that might not be so starting with the 21 women casino battle royale for a future AEW women's world championship match Uh, we've got a bunch of people listed for the match there's a bunch of people who need to be announced for those of you unaware this is a Monday night that we're recording this we're blissfully unaware of anything happening on AEW dark elevation or dynamite and this is going into it a little bit blind but most of the card has been made so 21 women casino battle royale for a future aew women's world championship who do you guys think take it because there's a lot of names in this one who do you think deserves it at this point who do we want to see more of scott nick or vince damn i apologize (laughs) i I am not nick (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh let's start with scott okay
0: i've well i watched honestly to my extent i watched dark elevation for five seconds before we started this so they announced two more names to it
1: (laughs) okay okay perfect
0: it was uh it was hikaru and emi sakura so they added those two to it but in my opinion i don't know if they want to i don't know if they want to take the belt off of brit this early but if they ever thought of it i would assume thunder rosa Get her the win, oh, get her the chance yeah. to then have a future title shot, and then kind of have a big blow off to their feud that they had. I mean, even though they had a big blow with that unsanctioned match, but I think she's the one that seems best fitting in my opinion.
1: So we we, we see Thunder Rosa as a potential victor here.
0: That's that, at least that right now. That's where too. I'm going. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. As per Scott's thoughts, we got uh, Thunder Rosa here. Uh, Vince, what are you thinking?
2: No, I mean like that. That was my guess. Like out of anyone I saw there, I would I would think Thunder Rosa. Um, okay. Uh, honestly, she's just a she's just a phenomenal talent, and I think if she gets a shot at the belt, I think that she would be a great champion for uh, AEW's women's division because I think there would be a lot okay. of matches. I think she'd be challenging a lot of women. I think no matter what, those matches would be just packed with uh, all kinds of talent. Um, yeah, really. And not to really crap on anyone else that's in there. There's a lot of great talent in that match. But she really kind of does it for me. Because I'm thinking more along the lines, like, what happens next? And who would be the best if they win that to see what happens next?
1: And now, knowing that we, I I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Thunder Rosa was the uh, NWA Women's Champion at one point. Yep. Um, Although it briefly i do see that this could be an opportunity but now we're talking about aew home talent i'm thinking jade has a pretty good standing here uh jade cargill because i mean they're building they're building her up to be quite a beast and i mean you know rightfully so she's huge um but i mean i i I think that could be a a solid option as well because we've seen red red velvet in the mix uh we've seen nyla rose in the mix her uh, Hikaru Shida, she's been in the mix and you know, there's some people that unfortunately we're just not going to see this happen, we're not going to see the bunny, we're not going to see the uh, Julia Hart you know, there's just some people who aren't going to be put into that scene unless it's something like a Fatal 4 away or something to that degree. Uh, so I think my pick, honestly, I'm going to go with Jade Cargill just because they've been putting her over so strong lately and she's been just such a dominant in-ring competitor and then that kind of keeps it as to what we talked about earlier with the growing brand of AEW. This kind of keeps it home for them. Now Thunder Rosa is AEW talent, but she's kind of she she's kind of new, you know. Although she's been wrestling there a fair bit as of late, and she had recently signed with them, she is kind of the new kid on the block as far as it goes for talent. So I don't I don't know. Maybe it could go either way. There's a lot of people in this one, but uh, ultimately you guys are saying Thunder Rosa. I'm yep. thinking Jade Cargill. Who knows? Maybe we're going to see these two throw down in the end. That'd be cool. And then uh, hopefully one of them throws Nyla Rose right the fuck over the rope because I'm sick of seeing her. Hey, <laughs> she won last time, so... <laughs> she did. She did. You yeah. never know. She, she's, she's a big woman. I mean, hey, no, who knows? Maybe now after uh, Empower broke out, maybe we're going to see Awesome Kong back in the mix. There's still some
0: people to be announced.
1: You never know. Oh, God. I don't know if she's uh, still pregnant, but... Uh... <laughs>
0: we we saw (laughs) well I know after the Empower thing they had Gail Kim come out and uh, pretty much like help Awesome Kong pretty much retire so Mm. I don't see her but I definitely see at least one or two surprise entrants because I can't see them can't see them releasing another what seven, eight, nine names however many are left in it before uh, the pay-per-view of the Sunday so there has to be at least room for one or two like surprise entrances but Oh yeah, it's I think, the
1: same thing what, what they do for the men's matches when they have yeah. the buy-in matches, right? Yeah, so you, the, the you want to have at least at one end. surprise. Could yeah. you see Conte yeah, winning I, that? I think you need it. Pardon me? Could
2: you see Conte win, uh, winning that?
1: That'd be really good for her if she did. Uh, um, I'm just trying um, to think of I my runner-up if, thought.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely can if they want to keep the title on Britt longer. I, can't, I don't see her winning against Brit, but I definitely see her in that caliber where they're pushing her enough that she could win it Fight for it. It'd be a close match, but she wouldn't win it ultimately. A game spread this time, because I think she's yeah.
2: like I don't know. I, I think she's getting hyped. She's getting hyped up more and more. So I, I think that that's that would be the direction she's if they her. weren't going to with uh, Thunder Rosa.
1: Oh yeah, and I mean we could definitely see. I mean she's got the talent. She's got the wherewithal to kind of bring it out of her, and we've seen some of that in the past with uh, teaming with uh, her partner Anna Jay, and we can definitely see. Something evolving from this, maybe with a little help of the Dark Order, we can see her elevate herself a little more. So, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, moving down the list, we're not gonna. The next one I have written here with is with Omega versus Christian Cage, but we're gonna bypass that one for now. Let's talk Pac versus Andrade El Idolo with Chavo Guerrero Jr. Singles match, nothing stipulated for this one as of yet. That may change as of, you know, Wednesday. We will see. Uh, I'm a big fan of Pac, big fun, uh, big fan of Andrade. How do you guys feel? Not all at once. Scott, <laughs> uh, what's going on, buddy?
0: Personally, I think I don't know. I want. I'm looking forward to this match for sure. I think both those, uh, both of them, are superstars in their own right. I think it's going to be super close. At the same time, coming off the loss to Kenny in the AAA match with Andrade, I feel like you kind of have to give him a win because. He's only really had one match at AEW. That was against like Matt Seidel. So I feel like you kinda have to build him up. As much as I'd like to see Pac win, I'm gonna go with Andrade, but I think it's gonna be a close, maybe like twenty minute match. Everyone gets their like their offense and it's super close. Or maybe we'll see some outside interference or something to do with the Lucha Brothers.
1: Okay. I could see that. Because uh yeah, as as you know Vince knows I'm a big fan of Pac. Uh Andrade's He's always been incredible to watch. Wish we saw more of him from WWE because I'm sure the guy could have done wonders over there with that sort of luchador-inspired, um, you know, charisma and the in-ring work that he brings to the table. But I don't know. I I, I want to go Pac, but I do. It doesn't make a lot of sense with what you're saying there with uh, Andrade kind of needing the W on this one, just to kind of bring himself back up. Vince.
2: Yeah, no, uh, well, even Andrade back in WWE, the fact that he didn't even get close to a title shot, um, a WWE title shot was criminal. Uh, I, I love Pac too. Um, yeah, I, I'm probably going to give it to Andrade only because, it again, I'm, I'm trying to think what would make the most sense. Regardless, it's going to be probably one of the most entertaining matches of the night. They both are a phenomenal oh, talent. Yeah. They both put on a great show. They both They both show that athleticism in the ring. Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to have to be Andrade for me.
1: Okay. I, I, th- I, I do believe this is going to be another barn burner match. I think this is going to be exactly what Scott kind of mentioned. It's going to have to be earlier. It's going to be something of a 20-minute match. We're going to see something pulled out of somewhere, maybe some interference. It's got to be something different. And the nice thing about this with how they're building Andrade to be kind of that, uh, that heel persona, that kind of I'll get what I want by any means kind of uh, you know, heel uh I'm seeing some interference, I'm seeing some dirty work, and that's kind of the nice build up that we can see him winning by, you know, any means necessary. You know? By what that means is,
0: I have no idea. But we will see.
1: So we're thinking Andrade's taking the W on this one.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. But I, I don't see like I f- I feel like after this match is done both guys are gonna come out better than they were. I can't see whoever loses somehow looks weaker. I think it's going to be like a close match, and I think that's what's going to kind of propel both of them back up.
1: Okay. Because, yeah, because that's the other thing, too, is, um, and that's where it gets a little worrisome with some of these matches built in this way. We don't really want to see Pac lose. We don't think he needs the loss. And Andrade can't take the other hit, you know, this close to his last loss. You know, it's okay to lose, but it depends on how you do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's uh, I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying there and that there's going to be some sort of way they lose or how the match progresses that they're both going to look strong and AEW typically does have a really good way of doing that for a lot of these matches um, okay so we're thinking Andrade for the win both guys are coming out strong 20 minute match going to see some big stuff I hope uh, we both know Pac can do it We all know Andrade can do it. Moving forward, uh, however, we've got formerly known as Big Show, Paul White versus QT Marshall with Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado, maybe by ringside. Not exactly sure if that's the case, but that's what I'm thinking just as it's written in front of me. How are you guys thinking this one goes? I'm thinking this is the match that you guys were kind of mentioning earlier. You're probably not all that hyped to see.
2: Minute and a half. I'm calling it now. Minute and a half.
1: Minute and a half. Yep. Is this? Uh, you think this is going to be as bad as uh, SummerSlam Goldberg? Should I get my timer out? Am we thinking <laughs> under five.
2: <laughs> I don't even have anything witty or creative or upsetting <laughs> to say. I just don't care. A minute and a half.
0: Okay. Okay. I have two per- possible thoughts on this match. One, it's kind of like, okay, here, Paul White, you've been a veteran for so long. Kind of a nice way to reward you, like having a match in front of fans now that you're with AW. Two, the only way I see this not being a squash match, and I don't even know what's up with him, would be Anthony Agogo comes out and like runs some interference. But that's Ooh. like less than 1%.
1: <laughs> we can have a we can have a Floyd Mayweather recall uh, yeah. he here. <laughs> I, I'm, that...
0: I'm assuming Paul White's just gonna squash him, but that's the only possible way <laughs> that's gonna go any different.
1: Okay, I mean I I, I can see that. I mean, A has been off of TV for quite some time. I'm not sure what exactly he's been gone for, but that could be cool, and that could be maybe QT's saving grace in this. But I mean, we've seen it before. QT can wrestle like. Like, nothing, really. I, I don't even know how to describe it. We talked about this before with his previous matches with uh, with uh, Cody. And they can both put on such a show. They can both just flow and wrestle so well. And, I mean, Paul White, Big Show, he's not known for that kind of wrestling. He's not known to come out there and roll around and let me see a bunch of close calls. He's either going to win or lose. There's, re- <laughs> there's, there's no high-flying. There's no technical... You know wizardry happening here, so we're 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 seeing bell rings. You know, maybe this is going to be like a what was it WrestleMania 27, maybe 26, <laughs> where we had uh Sheamus kick Daniel Bryan's head off. Are we going to see something to that degree? Quick one, two, three.
0: I see that most yep. like yeah. more t- like yeah, more likely than not, it's going to be that. I think it's just a way to like. Because fans are so indifferent slash don't like QT Marshall being on TV, I think that's kind of like a, oh, here you go. Like, we'll give you him getting just destroyed in a minute.
1: Okay. So so this is going to be sort of, like you said, the feel-good moment for Paul White.
0: That's what I'm assuming because I feel like he's older. They even showed, what was it, on Dynamite last week, his whole hip replacement that he had recently. I feel like even Mm -hmm. when you watch him, like, walk to the ring, it looks like he's struggling. So I can't see him doing many more of these kind of matches in AEW. But what do I know? (laughs)
1: Hey, just as much as uh, Vince or I We're we're just trying to piece this together as we go I mean, Big Show's been around Uh, As far as I'm concerned, he's paid his dues I don't think he really has to show up and show out for anyone at this point Uh, Vince, I mean, he was part of one of your favorite eras of wrestling You know, Attitude Era He played a big role in that through the WCW uh, Monday Night Wars Part of the NWO Got in there real close with uh, Kevin Nash at one point. Do we see him doing anything special with this at all? Do we see maybe something future for him as a in-ring competitor? Because we, we all heard maybe in the past that uh, Mark Henry wants to have a comeback as well. And he's been working real hard on this. Do we see maybe something between those two? Maybe. I mean, that's a reach. But I'm trying to think future here because AEW does like to plan it real far down the road.
2: If it happens, I will be shocked. Like, And again, no disrespect to the Big Show. And that's how I'll always refer to him because that's how I grew up with him. Um, no disrespect <laughs> to him nice. whatsoever. He is a legend. But if something pops out of nowhere and they're going to go in a, a complete different direction, I will be shocked. This is just a gimmick match for me.
1: Now, I, this is a little out of left field, but is the Big Show in the Hall of Fame? Nope.
2: Nope. Jeez. And he probably Can won't be now
1: You have a guy You have a guy around for that long In your company That long in your company's history Doing matches, working for you Doing everything he's got to do and You didn't even put him in the Hall of Fame Chris Jericho Probably also never going to be in the Hall of Fame He will never be in the Hall of Fame <laughs> Not in WWE's Hall of Fame
2: <laughs> See, Sting did the fun. right thing Sting got inducted into the Hall of Fame And then he went to AEW He was smart.
0: (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Chris Jericho's was a genius. They they never stopped, though, right? Like They were always wrestling, whether it was part-time or full-time, so they never got to the point where they could be feasibly done, get inducted to the Hall of Fame, then come back. So I think that's why, like, was it no more BS, Paul White hasn't been inducted in the Hall of Fame yet? Yeah.
1: (laughs) And uh, at this point in his career, probably never will be. Because uh, unless AEW and WWE can make amends Which is probably not going to happen Especially <laughs> now with uh, someone else we're going to be talking about A little bit later on the card here uh, You know It's not going to happen But uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall squash match uh, Wow, English Squash match We're going to see less than two minutes here boys Yep.
0: Yeah, it's probably the safe bet
1: Yeah Feel-good moment. Paul White, big hand goes up. He's going to scream. We're going to see something happen. Maybe Cody comes out, gives him a handshake, does what COOs do. I don't know what COOs do. But uh, moving on, we're going to see the Young Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, again, but in a steel cage. Is this going to make or break the whole situation? Are we going to see something new, something different? Because I I can't remember the last time I've seen these two go at it. I mean, they have gone at it a handful of times. Uh, I saw them in Chicago at uh, All Out a couple years ago in 2019, where they had a ladder match for the AAA titles. Do we see the Young Bucks finally dropping it? Do we see the Lucha Brothers picking up the W? Because I'm kind of at a loss with how the tag team titles can go at this point, because My boys, ever since the FTR put put the belts away, I don't think the tag team scene's ever been the same. And we've seen the elite running amok through everything there is tag team wrestling. Do we see big things with this? I I, I don't even know how to touch it. I think think the next champions
2: are going to be the Jurassic Express, to be honest. Really, I the next champions you'll see from AEW and the tag division will be the Jurassic Express. I don't think it should go to the Lucha Bros. Uh, I don't. kind I kind of don't want to say it, but I just we've seen this match before, have we not? Like regardless, every time they they go at it, it's one of the most entertaining matches of the night. But. Okay. do you want to see it again like oh but this time it's a steel cage mm, okay but I'd rather see Jurassic Express go for this one I don't know add some little flair to it both tag teams are legends in the division not just AEW in wrestling in general Um, yeah. but I kind of want a fresh face I don't know I want to see something I haven't seen before I want to see something crazy uh, no disrespect to both teams um but yeah i don't know i know this is going to be probably top three best match of the night um but yeah no i i want to see something a little bit more fresh what's your take on it scott
0: this is probably one of the hardest matches for myself to figure out who might win it because on one hand if you have the young bucks win like you were saying who's going to take it from them they've already beaten the jurassic express they've been never they've pretty much beaten everybody else in ftr included except for Actually, no, they even beat Santana and Ortiz. So they have, like, they've beaten pretty much everybody.
1: Yeah, and this kind of chalks up to almost what we talked about earlier, is when do you draw the line of kind of pulling the cord on the championship reigns?
0: Yeah, that's the toughest part, because I'm like, I can see Lucha Brothers winning because every other champion is a heel, and at least you have that part of face, but then also dependent on, I guess, how the whole Andrade thing is going to play out, too. Like, he wants them to be part of them, so if somehow something happens with them, then I don't know what it's like, specifically happen. Like, I think the Young Bucks probably would retain in my, like, just under what I know and based on what I've seen, despite the fact that, what was it, Kingston and Penta did beat them once, so then if you have Ray Phoenix and Penta, it seems like they have their number at that point.
1: No, Ag- agreed, agreed. Uh, and, and you make a, uh, a good point, though. We could see Andrade interfering with this one, and maybe we're gonna see the Lucha Bros pick up a win, and this is kind of, you know, in a way, his gift to them. We could see something to that line. Um, but again, the other only other thing I can think of is, again, if the Bucks do retain, what do we see happening with this later down the line? Let's think future here. Who do we see them losing to? Who do we see being brought in to be contenders? Or you Because know, the the tag team division with AEW, it's deep. We all know that. It's a strong division. Honestly, almost more so than their singles division. Um, but what do we realistically see from this? Uh, if, if the Bucks come out, what do you think their next move is? I'll put it that way. I feel
0: like it's got to be... Kind of like what Fitz was saying, it's either Jurassic Express, Santana, and Ortiz, especially because the show after, like Dynamite next week, or sorry, this week, is that blow-off to the FTR-Santana-Ortiz match. So yeah. depending, I guess, what happens with that, which I'm assuming Santana Ortiz might win it because they lost the first one, uh, depending on what happens there, maybe that will bring the momentum, and then whenever they have their uh, their show in, uh, in New York, where they're from, maybe that could be a potential like blow off and then they win but i can't see any other uh, any other tag team right now take it from them i don't see the varsity blondes doing it as of this time right now i don't see private party i don't see any other heel team facing the bucks at least while they're still champions
1: and see now you know that's that's one thing that i'm kind of uh curious to think of we have all these up-and-coming tag teams and but we're thinking the young bucks are just Much too much too strong to really be put into any kind of contendership against any of these. I guess you can say lesser tag teams like the Varsity Blondes, like the Private Parties. You know, we've seen Private Party go up against the Bucks before, and they did put on quite a show. But it's hard to justify losing. um, You know, or the Bucks losing anything against those kind of uh, tag teams. So, do we see the Bucks dropping it to? lucha brothers so that they can kind of bring it down for them you know kind of lower the lower the championship for them to that degree does that make sense i'm not wording this correctly by any means but uh thinking in a sense of trying to dropping it down to almost like a mid card so we can see the mix-up of those other tag teams
0: no i definitely i definitely see that too and i think at one point somebody or some team within the elite have to kind of break like we already saw it, uh, like at least one match with Christian Cage beating Kenny Omega on Rampage for the mm-hmm. Impact title, but I think it's got to get to the point where Young Bucks lose their title, even Gallows and Anderson lose their title at one point for Kenny to eventually drop the E.W. Championship. I think there has to be like le- like levels to it. So I can see the Lucha Brothers doing that, bringing the Young Bucks down and then causing kind of a ripple effect as it goes.
1: Okay. Vince, your thoughts? No thoughts.
0: No,
2: I, I, again, I, again, I, I, I think it's going to be one of the better matches of the night. I think it's going to be entertaining. I think maybe we're going to see some things that we haven't seen yet, and maybe that's what they're going through their head. Like maybe let's put on a show and show them something that no one else has ever seen before. Uh, but ultimately, you know where I'm at, my opinion lies. I think that the that Bucks will win this, and the next people, the next team to take the belt
1: will be the Jurassic Express. Okay. So, we're going to see the Bucks retain, and then Jurassic Express pick it up. Okay, and I mean, between those three, though, with uh, the Lucha Brothers, Jurassic Express, the Young Bucks, I I do kind of see Jurassic Express being that more entry-level tag team and for uh, a more reasonable challenger to the rest of the division. You know, because I feel like the Bucks are kind of up here, Lucha Brothers right on that same verge. Honestly, for the most part, FTR as well Until, you know, uh, Dax's or Cash's I'm going to always mix their names up Ever (laughs) since they left WWE programming Um, But ever since that injury Now we kind of We don't know where they're going to lie And this Wednesday we're going to kind of find out Where exactly they're kind of heading In that tag team turmoil Uh, But all in all We're going to kind of uh, All together on this one Bucks retain Bucks retain
0: Uh, I'm thinking Bucks Retain, but I'm expecting something crazy from Ray Phoenix, whether it's diving off the top of the cage or something.
1: Oh, Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, because you got your strong man, you got your your flippy boy. You got Ray Phoenix as the flippy boy. Penta's definitely the strong man of the group. Uh, The Bucks like to play it off each other. I don't know who's going to do something crazy. If anything, I'm going to assume Matt's going to do something nuts. Um, Only because I feel between the two, he's the more technical uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, moving forward, however, seven years. Seven years, boys, since we've seen him in a match, whether it's in, you know, a WWE ring, nah, far far gone from Ring of Honor days. but seven years, CM Punk is back. And he's going up against none other than Darby Allin with sting singles match competition no stipulation we're seeing you know a clean one-on-one singles match how do we think it's gonna go you know
2: i i mentioned this on one of the last pods we had where i don't know I, i'm kind of worried about punk's in-ring performance um i get it he's He is who he is. He is an amazing talent. He's probably one of the greatest superstars in the past decade of wrestling. Um, I'm just very concerned about his in-ring performance. And I'm not just judging him based on how he went to the UFC and he didn't really do so well because he wasn't properly training then. Um, Or maybe he was really, but not to the extent he should have been. So I I don't know where he's at with his training for his in-ring return, uh, all I know is it's a great matchup against a guy like Darby Allen. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal talent as well. Um, so I, I think it's a good matchup for his first match back. I think this is going to be something great. I'm just I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm I'm curious to see how he's going to do. I'm not going to be like oh my god, Punk's come back, so it's uh, all of our prayers of uh, talented wrestling are going to be answered. Mm, I don't know. I'm 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 on the fence. I just know that it will be a spectacle.
1: Okay, so I I feel like it may be touch and go with that because seven years hiatus from a ring as a, you know, as a wrestler, that's a long time and you're going to forget there's some rust involved there. Do we see it being a real spectacle as far as uh, like a technical match? Like, do we think we're going to try and stick to the mat or do we kind of foresee a little bit more of a hard hitting style that Darby's known for? What, What are you thinking on this one, Scott? we seeing hard hitting or are we thinking maybe we're going to get darby mixed up in a little more technical kind of style
0: i think there's gonna be flashes of both i think like maybe starting off it'll be a little bit of technical maybe just showing off that like look there's a new like generation new talents and then maybe like they kind of like plant those seeds of doubt that like hey maybe cm punk isn't the best like in the world anymore that they have these kind of talents but i think it's going to kind of devolve into what darby allen is known for think you're gonna see those like really hard suicide dives those like crazy just flips like anything just putting his body on the line and i think it's going to be a good match but i think it's also kind of what vince was touching upon in the sense that like cm punk he's what 42 now he's been out of it for seven years and i know christian did did that too he came back and he still can put on like an absolutely great performance but i think seven years out of the business especially when he did mma as well kind of took some a little bit of toll on his body I think it won't be that technical masterpiece that some people are think or that kind of intense wrestling style, but I think it's going to be a good match altogether. But I see, I, I feel like you got to go, go CM Punk, right, with the win. <laughs> I feel like they can't go any other yeah. way unless they're really using him as a way I mean, to elevate the other talent.
1: Either way you look at it, whoever's getting in the ring with CM Punk at this point in the game, they're getting a rub. Oh, for sure. Big, big time whether they win lose it really doesn't matter at this point but i I do agree with you you can't have cm punk come back from that long of a hiatus and lose in his debut match um now that being said do we see this being a clean match do are we thinking you know is darby going to pull out all the stops is he going to be gouging at the eyes do we see cm punk pulling like a dirty pin do we to kind of uh, you know pursue that kind of heel route? Does he need to go that way? Is he too over to go that way? What are we thinking as far as that goes? Is it going to be clean?
2: It's it's not definitely not going to be a technical match. I'll say that it's going to be very brutal. If if anything, it's going to okay. be like so reminiscent. Do you, so you
1: think it's going to stick to that strong style kind of hard hitting match? Absolutely. I mean, we all know Darby can take it. Absolutely. Can Punk deliver on it? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's the only
2: route they can really go. It's gonna be like a brutal animosity, like how like Moxie kind of like uh,
1: came into it. So. Oh god, yeah, and Moxley hits hard, especially now that Dad Body's got rocking. He's <laughs> hitting hard.
0: Uh, and, okay, yeah, what I it's that's tough what though because I, I feel like a, I feel like a lot of times, even when like Darby Allen obviously is the face and all of this, but I feel like a lot of times he does fight dirty, like. Before the bell, like he'll charge at somebody, he'll get like a few cheap shots in. So I can see it kind of devolving into that a little bit, to an extent.
1: Well, he's, he's scrappy. I mean, he's got to be. He's a he's a hundred and ten pounds soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So I see like some yeah. maybe flashes of that, but like I don't think anything crazy.
1: Okay, so a little flash of the pan here and there, coffin drop. Uh, we'll probably see a a GTS maybe, and maybe this is going to be a, a way for Kenta to get back at him. We have all know that's been a blood feud in the making for years <laughs> of who really owns the rights to the go-to-sleep finisher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe an Anaconda Vice pulled out of somewhere, if you, if you can remember it. Uh, what I'm looking forward the most out of this, and it's probably one of the most relaxed moves that I've ever seen him deliver, I'm waiting for that run across the ring, give me that shining wizard into a bulldog. Every time Punk has ever hit that, it's just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it gets me every time. That was that was one of the really cool things I always really enjoyed him doing because he just did it so clean. Um, but that's kind of my two cents on it. But I do agree with you guys. CM Punk's got to take the W on this one. It, it doesn't make sense to go any other way. Can he lose to Darby in the future? Maybe in some other stipulation match or another singles match? Um, 100%. I can see them maybe having the rubber match to this, maybe having a, a one-on-one later down the road, and then we'll even have a third match to kind of really bring it all together, and Punk may eventually lose that one. Um, but I don't see him l- losing off the hop, at least not now.
0: No, I think th- I think if he were to lose, kind of like what you were saying, it would be similar to kind of how Dar- uh, Darby fought Cody, where it took yeah. him, what, the third or fourth try to finally beat him? Yeah.
1: And it would make sense because, again, Darby's an up-and-comer, you know, 100%. He's going to be a staple and a pillar in AEW in years to come, just not right this second. We can't see him losing or winning, rather, to someone that has had that much draw like CM Punk. You know, that'd be the equivalent of having, you know, Matt Seidel being brought back over to uh, uh, WWE and then having Evan Bourne take out Brock Lesnar. It's just not... You're not going to see it happen. (laughs) Real cool, real technical, a lot of fun to watch. Not realistic, even from a booking standpoint. Uh, Okay, so we're we're fully in agreement there. That was kind of a no-brainer, but fun to talk about. CM Punk takes the win. Agreed? Yeah, agreed. Perfect. Moving forward to another one that, not going to lie, kind of worries me. We're running a little long on time here. Sorry to you listeners, maybe you're enjoying it. Maybe I'm not sorry. But uh moving forward, Chris Jericho versus MJF singles match. If Jericho loses, he will retire from in-ring competition in AEW. Chris Jericho to WWE confirmed. No? No. <laughs> I read it online. It sounded funny when I read it. How do you guys feel about this one?
2: I mean, I kind of think Jericho's going to lose
1: um he's done with really?
2: he, i okay hear me out i i, I love jericho <laughs> i absolutely love jericho
1: i think it's hard not to uh
2: it really is hard not to like the guy um <laughs> but i think i think he kind of asked for this in a sense like he wanted a way out in a sense like maybe he won't be done with the company like he probably will like stay on as a manager or something but He is getting up there in age, and I think he wants to stick more to, like, his rock uh, lifestyle with his band. Um, So, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I think he's losing this one.
0: That that was the interesting thing. When they talked about it in the build to this match, and then when they actually announced the stipulation, they specified that it was in-ring competition, and that's what he'd be done for. And the fact that he's already a commentator for uh, Rampage... Leads you to believe like, hey, this is possible because he already has Fozzie. He already has like that commentary job. Like he's fifty, yeah. he's slowing down a little bit. It's natural. He's
1: uh he's he's getting a little rounder. a little bit he
0: comes and goes it's like a hit or miss (laughs) every week it's different (laughs) yeah sometimes he comes out and he's
1: got that kind of like almost like washboard kind of physique to him again yeah you're wondering where the hell did that come from and then the next week he comes out looking like melted ice cream and i I don't
0: know (laughs) i don't know how it works he's uh... he's slowly looking like a like just a little little heavier set version of mickey rourke and the wrestler oh god oh Oh, my goodness (laughs)
1: I almost watched that movie the other day. Actually, no. <laughs> don't ask me why, but almost. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, Chris Jericho versus MJF in this one. I mean, this is kind of—it's not even the rubber match at this point because we've seen what he's three and zero against MJF. It's not even—it's not even close. And even if that—see, that's what worries me. Is even if Chris Jericho wins, what did he really do but beat out someone half his age? It's... after a three loss losing streak but i think
2: that, he'll put on things. a show oh no go ahead what no no that was just <laughs> it i think he's gonna put on a show that was my point no.
0: oh yeah my, my thing okay. was just like the whole pinnacle versus inner circle i feel like a lot of that has been done backwards or like it's just been weird in the sense of like how they booked it like progressively like blood and guts was first which seems like it should have been like the blow-off match to this whole like big feud so even though this is not like it's directly related to it but not necessarily i feel like i am i wouldn't be surprised if jericho wins and then just does whatever yeah i mean
1: it it could go it's one of those matches that i was really hyped for really excited for but it can go either way and i don't know if i'm necessarily upset with either outcome chris jericho's paid his dues like we talked about with paul white previously uh, MJF is an up-and-comer, same as Darby Allin. Doesn't necessarily need the W, but it's not going to hurt him either. Versus with Jericho, if he takes it, if he takes the loss, then he's he's just gone. He's done. You know, it's the same way a few years uh, back with uh, MJF throwing in the towel for Cody. Cody's never going to be in you know championship uh, contendership at this point, and he stuck to that, and he's sticking to it thus far. So I, I don't know. It can go either way on this one. And I really don't know how to feel about it.
0: They've protected MJF really well, though. He's only lost like two matches in pretty much all of AEW history at this point. So that's the that's the yeah. part that I'm having trouble with seeing Chris Jericho win. Like I'm not I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Chris Jericho Jericho could win, but at the same time, like I mean, he had him beat the previous what two weeks ago. If he could have used the Judas effect, so I mean, that kind of plants a little bit of like, hey, MJF is beatable if he's allowed to use that finishing move but at the same time like because mjf has hardly lost i don't it's tough that's one of the more difficult uh matches to figure out who's gonna win
1: yeah it's it's a it's a really close call vince final thoughts
2: yeah i i like i said it's gonna be a very entertaining match but i don't think um i don't think jericho's taking this i think he's just gonna like ride on that uh commentator uh position um, he's going to
1: ride the high and just kind of go out, you know. He's just going to start singing Desperado. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, uh, uh,
2: moving on, because, uh, like, I, I don't want to talk about how much his in-ring career is going to end, because it kind of hurts me as a fan. It <laughs> um, he does. We he's
1: had a, uh, a, a long career.
2: <laughs> he's got a very long career and a very, very well-lived career. So with the next uh, the next match, we got the AEW Women's World Championship match. We got Brick uh, Doctor, <laughs> Brick Baker uh, versus Chris Statlander. Did I
1: pronounce uh, that right? Yeah, yeah. we got a dentist and an alien in the ring. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've, we've got two of the most widely respected gimmicks across the board, and I mean, it's not even a gimmick for one of them. <laughs> She is an alien. I was going to no. say which uh, one. <laughs> was kind of, yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> but uh, no, I think this is going to be a really fun match. Britt Baker makes for one of the perfect kind of you know go-home heels, especially being paired with Rebel, having that uh, backup piece. And now she's even got someone else whose name escapes me in her back pocket as sort of a, another kind of insurance policy. Uh, she just came back recently. Oh, uh, uh,
0: Jamie Hader,
1: yes, yeah, um, and that's just another bit of insurance policy, and it works because Britt Baker, although she's she's kind of a, a larger competitor, I guess next to the the rest of the rosters as far as the women go, but she's not big by any means. Statlander's huge. She's thick. She can compete. She looks strong. She comes off as strong. Her move set ability, it's. It's very strong, focused, and driven. Like, she hits hard with those moves that she that she does um, bring to the ring. I, I think it can go either way. I don't think Britt's going to lose on one hand because it's too soon. Even though it's been, what, a month or two since she's won? Yeah, um, it would still she, be too she, soon. Yeah. She she won it just coming out of the uh, pandemic era of AEW. Yeah. Uh, but Chris Stadlander, future champion, 100%. I don't think she's going to do it just yet. Super strong, can make a dominant champion. But, again, I think she needs to get a little more comfortable with the crowd, a little more, um, you know, a little, little more fanship, I guess, to go, to, to say something about it. What are your guys' feelings?
2: I agree with you there. I think she is a future champion. Yeah. Um... Uh, it, it's just to your point, yeah. I, I think it's too soon with Britt. I think there's a lot, a lot more to see with Britt because she does put on a great show. Um, she can take a hit and she can dish it out,
1: and uh, oh, she, yeah. she's a saw talent Thunder on Rosa the mic. Match, she can definitely take a hit. <laughs> oh my god,
2: yeah. I think she's a talent on the mic. I think overall she's a phenomenal talent. So the, her her reign as champion uh, is not ending anytime soon.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I agree with both of you guys. It's too soon to uh, get the title off of Brit, but both of them are like top-tier athletes. And like you guys have both said, Chris Dattliner is definitely going to be a champion in the future. It just depends on when. So I, c- I wouldn't be surprised if there is that outside interference because I know throughout some of the programming, especially like Jamie Hayter, Britt's uh, muscle, has been attacking Red Velvet, then Chris Dattliner kind of runs in. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of shenanigans. Britt retains... And then sets up maybe a tag team match in the future, but okay. I, I see and Brent retaining and, for sure. Okay.
1: And maybe who knows, maybe this can be the, uh, the forbidden door to a women's tag team championship. Uh, you know, something happening to that line in, uh, AEW. I mean, they did it in, uh, WWE. They did it really poorly, but they did it. Uh, so maybe we can see something to that down the line, but, uh, I think it is pretty, pretty cut and clear here. Uh, Britt Baker's going to retain. It's going to be, it should be a phenomenal match. What I'd like to see, however, for this one, as far as, far as ending goes, regardless of shenanigans being pulled, I don't want to see the Lockjaw beating Chris. No. I'm... I, I want to see, I want to see a one, two, three, because I feel like we haven't seen it enough from Britt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a curb stomp or whatever she uses. I think thats something to that
1: degree I I, I don't want to see it's, it's I think it's because I don't look at her and I don't see submission specialist I guess to say especially not when it's the same one mm-hmm. you know uh, every time so I think I want to see that kind of big finish that big one two three get the big uh, crowd reaction I, I think I need to see it for this one yeah, especially kind of agreed on that one. Especially yeah, if it's someone like if that. you do
0: that over Chris Statlander, that really solidifies you as that good.
1: Yeah. Because then you're not looking for kind of a, well I won because she tapped out. I mean tapping out does look strong, but knocking someone out for three seconds to me looks a little better. Yeah, I agree. But you know, that's us. That's our thoughts here for uh Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Uh we've got three more matches to go through we're gonna run through the next one because i don't know a world about him maybe you do this is john moxley satoshi kojima i definitely mispronounced that maybe i didn't (sighs) correct me if i'm wrong at boys and belt show on twitter and instagram let me know (laughs) uh what do you guys think about this one do you guys know who Satoshi Kojima is? I was going to say, I was going to
2: do the apologies here because I'm like, yeah, I, I actually don't know much about him. The only real thing I know about him from what I heard is that he he held the the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship and I think the Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Championship. Okay. Uh, so uh, he's he's got a talent. There's definitely Scott's a talent thoughts? there, but I don't I have no idea elsewise.
0: Yeah, all all I know about him pretty much is like he's part of that crop with like like all of the fifty some odd year old New Japan guys that are still wrestling. Okay. <laughs> and then like I know they've been big in the past and they're kinda of winding down, but I think this is ultimately setting up John Moxley versus like Tanahashi or somebody else from New Japan. Whether it's okay. in AEW yeah. or New Japan, I don't know, but I think it's gonna set up for something.
1: Okay, well, because we have seen and we have seen uh, and heard that John Moxley was very bitter that Tanahashi's been ducking him. Mm-hmm. As he said almost those words, literally. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is going to be the build-up to that. He's just sort of someone to put him on the radar, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, Vince, what are you thinking? Any thoughts there? Not sure. Do we see Moxley? Do we see this being... Uh, a quick match because, uh, again, I'm not overly familiar with uh, Kojima's match history. I mean, I, I did look a little bit into him, older gentleman. But as we know from the Japanese strong style days, being older doesn't mean anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I want to have a better opinion on it, but I feel like I'm just going to put my foot in my mouth because I really, okay. I really don't know much to say about this guy. Do I think it's going to be a bloody brawl? I don't know. Do I think it's going to be a technical masterpiece? I don't know. Um, do I think it's going to be a big show minute and a half match? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, this one, this match might come out and shock us. I don't know, but I mean, we might as well just move on to the next match that we have, uh, here, which I think it's Miro and Eddie Kingston.
1: Okay. As far as, uh, as far as for that one goes, I'm just going to put it out there. John Moxley versus, uh, Kojima. I'm going to say Moxley takes it only because it's home turf advantage. We have him as a AEW talent. Is that fair. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Moving forward to one of the next uh, matches on the card here, uh, because I don't think what I'm reading is in any particular order. Regardless, Miro, Eddie Kingston, TNT Championship. Eddie Kingston's had this match before with Cody, whiles back during the pandemic era. He lost, ultimately, but he won because he's part of All Elite Wrestling at this point. How do we feel about this one? Miro's been dominant dominant champion. The Redeemer versus now the mouth from Yonkers, Eddie Kingston.
2: <laughs> yeah, something tells me he's going to pull this out of his pocket. I think Eddie's going to win. I think he's going to be the new champion. Yeah? I don't know why. I, okay. I think, like, I know it sounds almost too soon because Miro really hasn't had the title for that long, but, like, keep in mind, everyone who's had the, the, the TNT championship, it's been a fairly long reign, so they might do something a little different this time, and I think, like, this might be this might be a surprising like super entertaining match. Okay, Scott.
0: Um, I think it's gonna be an entertaining match for sure. Both those guys are great, but I cannot see Miro losing at all. I think Eddie's gonna put up a fight. I think it's gonna be similar to kind of what Eddie did with Boxley, uh, where he like he had okay. to pretty much just like choke him out. I think the game over is just gonna end him, but I don't think he's gonna tap. I think it's more so just his pride just gonna get paid He's just gonna pass out. We're going to
1: see something similar maybe from uh, Double or Nothing where the Young Bucks just kept hitting them till, till really we we're kind of just begging them to stop. Do you think we're going to resolve into something like that?
0: I think I think so. I think Eddie Kingston is too, like, just his character and who he is. I don't think he's ever going to give up. And I don't think you can really beat him relatively easily clean. I think you have to go out being that kind of hero. So I think Miro, and Miro's so dominant to this point, I can't see him losing. At all yeah. and Like I anytime mean, soon
1: Miro Formerly known as Rusev I mean He's just such a Big guy too Oh yeah <laughs> He's got tree trunks For legs I don't know what he's eating But he's He's getting all of it But uh Yeah I know Dominant champion Eddie Kingston's gonna be It's gonna be a close call I think I think But again To that degree I, I don't know if you feel As strongly on this As uh I guess Scott and I do Vince um we, Do we think uh Miro's just going to give him one hell of a beating and maybe we're going to see like a 10 count. I, I I'd almost prefer the same way that I don't want to see a tap out, uh, the same way from, uh, Britt to Chris. I kind of almost want to see, I'm just going to beat you till you can't stand. I I'm on I'm honestly going with the underdog
2: on this one. I'm, I'm sticking with my guns here. I think Eddie's going to pull this one off. He's going to do some kind of crazy, crazy shit. And, uh, yeah, I, I trust me I you know a wall when you see a wall and Miro is a living wall but um Fair. yeah Eddie Eddie can pull up some some crazy things man I mean, he's great talent he puts his, his self out there and he he's been known to take a beating so nothing like walking into a brick wall 10 times to see if you can win a championship
1: so <laughs> I mean hey we we've we've seen it before we watched uh we watched Cody beat uh Mr. Brody Lee in a dog collar match. And I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen, but here we are.
2: And also, keep um, in mind, Eddie Kingston survived an exploding ring, so I think he can survive out (laughs) anything.
1: With that being said, we're going to move past that one because, man, did they do him dirty on that. So let's look into what could be potentially the main event. Again, I have no idea. I'm kind of just assuming because it is the... Singles match for the AEW World Championship: Kenny Omega, the Belt Collector, with Don Callis, who is a carny piece of shit, versus Christian Cage. What do we think? As Vince collects himself, Scott, maybe you <laughs> want to tackle this one.
0: Um, I, I have to see. I have to go with Kenny Omega. I can't see him losing to Christian Cage twice. I think that one time that he lost for the Impact title was like a great shock, and it plants the seeds that like, hey, he is beatable. Anything can happen. But I don't see Kenny Omega losing the title to at least to Christian. I still think, and I know some people out there probably, and I don't know about you guys, but I still think Hangman Page is going to be the one to take it from Kenny. As of, yeah. as of when that's going to happen, <laughs> who knows? But that's what at least I'm still thinking in my head. I agree I'm, with you. I'm
1: pretty, certain, I'm pretty certain that's the booking and it's long-term storytelling as AEW is becoming to be known for. I think that is the way they're going to go eventually. He's going to be the one to kick out of um, the one-winged angel, I think he's going to be the one to do it because no one's done it yet. No one's kicked out successfully. The only time we've ever seen anyone roll out of it or break away from it was from interference or something else had happened.
0: I th- I think Bushi back like 10 years ago did it. I yeah, think, but, but, but that's one. That, yeah. yeah, but we're talking like AEW oh, yeah, no, days. No, no I don't has. think a single person's done it.
1: And I think they're keeping it that way specifically to make whoever does kick out look that much stronger. Oh, yeah uh but to your point no i do i do believe uh ibushi was one of very few people who had broken out of it but uh yeah i definitely see that happening as for this match itself kenny omega with don callis versus christian cage we're gonna see the elite mix it up out there whether we want to or not uh there's got to be some sort of interference because again as to your point earlier kenny omega is won by any means necessary and he kind of has to at this point he's the he's the belt collector. he's He's got to kind of, you know, stay on his high ground and keep the gold around his waist as best as he can. Um, Vince, what are your thoughts?
2: This is going to sound so shitty from my end, but (laughs) it's like when you look at it, like, hmm, Christian, you're good enough to win the Impact Championship. (laughs) Are you good enough to win the AEW Championship? Probably not. Like, I love Christian... Canadian legend, a legend in the Attitude Era, but you're also up there now. It's it's like asking me, do I want to see Edge win the WWE Championship? It sounds nice. It might look nice, but does it make sense? Now, Edge winning the Impact
1: Championship (laughs) makes There you go. I mean, yeah. I mean Nick's not around, so we can both kind of shit on Impact. I don't yeah. know how you feel about Impact, Scott, but uh... <laughs> uh,
0: literally, if it's not from like 2006 to 2008, I have no opinion whatsoever. That's hey, the only exactly. time I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Kenny.
2: Kenny's Kenny's taking the match for me. That's that's my review on that. I love Christian, but yeah. like he's not going to beat him twice.
1: I almost feel like he has to, and and this is kind of uh, Kenny's back, I guess as it were to being able to retain that belt and remain the belt collector at least a little longer the same way I think they're dragging out uh WWE's championship title reign with uh Roman I think they're eventually dragging that out so the rock can be the one to challenge him eventually um I think they're going the same route as this Omega's gotta keep the title and he's gotta keep driving at home so we can eventually see the cowboy pick up a win and ride his horse you know into the sunset as aew world champion i think that's it that's gonna be that's gonna be the eventuality of it all that's right at least you know one can hope cowboys pipe dream <laughs> you know so that's kind of wrapping up things for us without uh, anything further said from vince or scott any closing thoughts for us here
2: well i just want to give a shout out to scott for being on the show we appreciate you being here we appreciate you giving your uh your opinions uh, on the show. So just thank you for being a part of us, a uh, part of the show tonight.
0: Yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. It's, it's been a blast.
1: Yeah, no, it's an, it's been one of our longest episodes uh, of the season. There's <laughs> been two whole episodes, and this is the longest so far. But uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, Squad uh, Central is a thing, and Twitch exists, and they play games on Twitch. You guys should check them out. Scott uh, does frequent over there pretty much every night. He's running the show, as far as I'm aware, with help from some friends here and there. Uh, but yeah, check him out on Twitch, Squad Central. They play Overwatch, Dead by Daylight, all kinds of fun. So whether you're into wrestling, into games, check it out. Uh, that's it for the Boys and Belt Show this week. Thanks for listening. Hit us up with any questions, any ideas on Twitter, Instagram, at Boys and Belt Show. Let us know how you feel about this week's episode and tell us what you think with our predictions. Let us know what you think. We'll hear back from you next week after All Out 2021. That's it for us. Have a good one, guys.